I'm David Farrier, a New Zealander accidentally marooned in America, and I want to figure out what makes this country tick. Now, in my constant struggle to become more American, I've been attempting to get my American driver's license while making Flightless Bird. Dax and Monica have been helping me. Dax, did you pass your driving test on the first try? Yeah. You know what I got warnings for was I was a little cocky. I was driving with one hand and they were like 10 and 2 and I said, I know, but for real. But while Dax passed his driving test the first time, I did not. Rather, I passed my New Zealand driving test the first time. I did it decades ago. But when it came to doing it all over again here in the US, I failed. So... In this week's episode, I get back on the saddle, or into the driver's seat at least, and with Monica by my side, I attempt to get my license. Again. Along the way, I meet Steve Gordon, the former Silicon Valley hotshot who's now in charge of making the Californian DMV faster, smarter, and less annoying. So, steal your friend's car and get ready to bribe your nearest driving examiner, because this is the DMV Part 2 episode. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's taken a long time to get back. A really long time. Yeah. I feel like after the failure, which was... Can we call it a... Hey, hey, yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. I mean, it was someone's sort of... I wasn't say the F word. It was someone's fault, wasn't it? (laughs) That's also an F word. (laughs) I mean, what are your memories of the last time we went? I think it was... Mm, mm. A lot of people's fault, mm. mainly someone who texts you and says, hey, I'm helping you out. It was really kind of you too. Do you have anything yeah. that I need to bring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and did I, you say? I said nothing, just bring you and the car. There are a lot of things you needed to bring and that created a lot of initial stress. The ultimate sort of failure was <laughs> your car's lack of ability to honk. That's right. That was the main problem. That's right. But we all we live and we learn yeah, from these things. Kind of. I often think about chaos theory when it comes to things like this, where like all the little things leading up to this one event yeah. and what led to the failure. You okay. know, what was it really? Could be the bug sitting somewhere in your car's honking mechanism oh. that, you know, blocked the honk. It oh. could be the bug's fault. Like we don't know. We'll never know. Oh, that's kind of nice. It's sort of relinquishing yeah. control. Yeah. Before we get into the sequel to DMV part one. Have you got any good driving stories lately? Any sort of experiences? Mm. I'm sort of thinking a lot about driving in America and what it means. I was sort of going through the States about where the most dangerous places are to drive. Ooh. First, I got into the Collision Digest, which the Californian DMV puts out. What's that? Just how many people collide in cars with oh other cars. Oh, my God. Um, there's a whole digest about that? There's a whole that? digest, yeah. <laughs> in 2019, 3,737 people died in California from car-related deaths. What about 2020? Because pandemic, I am curious how that changed. I don't have those figures in front of me. It was a drop from 2018. I do have from Forbes the most dangerous places to drive in America, the okay. most dangerous states. South Carolina. Whoa. Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and North Carolina. Wow. Uh, the most high-risk places to drive. Attributed to factors such as more rural roads, less stringent safety laws, and lower income levels. 
Wow, that's very interesting because none of those places mm. are the places with the most traffic, which I would have assumed yeah. those would add up. The most traffic would add up to the most Completely. Deaths. I mean, I was thinking Los Angeles, surely. And, and while their deaths are out of control, that's just because there's so many cars here when you factor it in with population. Percentage-wise. Um, Percentage-wise. Have you driven in Texas before? I've driven in Austin a tiny bit. It's weird going from... Hmm city or state to state seeing the different styles of driving like it's definitely different driving in chicago than driving in texas and driving in la even chicago there's a level of street smarts that you're expected to have as a driver but you'll let someone in as long as they're not going to be slow yeah there's politeness but in like texas good luck changing lanes no one will let you in when I was doing the barbecue episode and we started getting out of Austin more, and we're still very in Austin, but away from the hub, drivers were driving aggressively fast. Like people just hoon and go for it. Whereas I guess in LA, people are, I guess they're more aware. No, I, feel, no, I feel like right. they're I just, less aware. They're less aware it's here. less intentional not letting you in, it feels well, like. exactly. And I also think because there is so much traffic, you can't go that fast. Yeah, because everything's just, it's just at a grinding halt. Yeah, completely. Let's get into the fun bit. Okay. Which is me getting my driver's license. Yes. I mean, this will all be very triggering for you, Monica, but it's going to come back. We're going to fight. I feel it. <laughs> As you may recall from our first DMV episode back on February 21st, things didn't go so well. Uh oh, fuck. They're calling me back over. Look, to cut a long story short, Monica's horn didn't work. She had no horn, and with no horn, I'm not even allowed to leave the lot. It turns out this test was like my first sexual experience after all, practically over before it had really even started. Oh my fucking... It wasn't meant to So, at the end of the day, your car was the failure. Wasn't it this beautiful mechanical failure? Fucking failure. Monica's dirty Prius and its faulty horn let me down. I don't cope well with failure, so I could not bring myself to rebook my test. I went back to walking, Ubering, and pestering my friends for rides. That is, until a few months ago. I texted Monica, I think I'm ready to try again. When are you free? She gave me some dates and I booked a new test at the DMV. At which point Monica said, oh no, I gave you the wrong dates. I'm not free. After rebooking the rebook test, the day had finally arrived. Back to the DMV. It was 9am and Monica messaged me saying she was outside. A chill went down my spine. So no, it's on the side. So this is what we're, no, no, on the side of the car. Yep, see, the, yeah, it's fancy. Yep. I know, so you're, we're going to have to learn some stuff right now. Are we recording? We are, right? Okay. I was shocked to find that Monica's white Prius, once rendered unrecognizable by too much dust, was nowhere to be seen. She'd brought her chariot, her Mercedes, and this car was unlike anything I've driven in before. It's also on the side. Everything's like, so pull that up. Okay. And you can move it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is what happened. (laughs) You know what modern cars are like and European cars. Everything's on the wrong side, which is the right side if you're in New Zealand, but I've been in America so long it feels foreign again. Sunk into this plush leather seat, I wondered what had become of Monica's cute little Prius. Yesterday, you decided that you wanted to take the Prius. After part one, you felt loyal. I did. 
And I thought, you know what? Yes, this thing's going to get you through the finish line. This morning I wake up, I go to get the key. No key. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Huh. That's curious. Maybe it's at Chris and Adax's house. Maybe. Why? I have no idea. But maybe. Hollywood, I thought, full of swingers and sex parties. It was no surprise car keys had been left in someone else's house. Who knows what had gone on the previous sweaty Los Angeles night. So I go to the Mercedes. I think this is probably going to be what it is. And it's a mess. So again, don't look in the trunk. Do you think they'll look in the trunk? I hope not. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. I threw everything in the trunk. Then I did go to their house. I did find the key. It was there. I walk up to the Prius. Yay. It's pretty clean. And I click the button, doesn't work. And I think, oh, no, maybe the key battery is just dead. That's fine. Are they going to be bad at that? I don't know. Well, I'll use it manually. I get in the car, completely dead. It's a dead car. So now... Here we are. Here we are in the Mercedes. And I, this car is fucking high-tech. It is high-tech. I press a button to turn it on. Who needs keys in 2023? And suddenly the seatbelt tightens around me on its own, possessed. Now here's the thing, David. When you get in, it does this weird thing where it moves on its own and then the seatbelt like, yeah, it sucks you. And then so you might have to readjust, but that's okay because they'll like seeing you then adjust. I feel panicky in this new car, but I try and play it cool around Monica. How do you feel? I really like this car. My one slight problem is that I don't have a lot of awareness of like how long it is or like yes. where I am. I feel like I'm in a bit of an alien craft. Yeah, I get that. I still feel that way. And so we sit parked on the street in the LA sun and Monica teaches me where all the buttons are. I guess we just need to find the parking brake. They might make you do the windshield. Oh, the wipers? Yeah. So pressing it in is parked. Mm-hmm. So put your foot on the gas. Like, let's start driving, okay? You're going to pull it down Uh to drive. And these are the flashers. Okay, these are the flashers. I'm slightly taller than Monica, so adjust my mirrors using yet another confusing button. I think it's the spinny. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Spinny for cine. (laughs) I remember that rule. Spinny for cine. Spinny for cine. It's time to go back to the DMV. Or we'll miss our appointment. To park it? Yeah, press it in. Good. And, then and foot on the brake. Okay, good. Perfect. Reverse up. Yes. Okay, okay you got that so That's fast. Good. You're great. Monica gives encouragement as I put the car in drive and take off. She's in a good mood so far. Probably feeling guilty about last time. As she should. And we'll need to practice honking to make sure it honks. Okay, yay, that works. It's okay. Okay. You got it. You know what makes the situation okay when you keep saying it's okay? You really got it fast. I'm proud of you, Cindy. (laughs) Monica's being almost too positive. I feel like a baby being congratulated for finally using the potty. Good job. Wow. Yep. Wow, that was great. As we drive along crowded LA streets, I notice that Monica does start sounding a bit cranky. Possibly something to do with the state of my driving. Oh my god. Okay, let's do one parallel. That's exit only. Okay, let's not do that. (laughs) Is the parking brake still on? No, I think I took it off. Yeah, I took it off. It sounded bad. You sound bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Christ! You have to put your foot on the brake. 
Is your foot on the brake? My foot was on the brake, resting on the brake at least. I'm always ready to brake, as any good driver should. I grew up with a not chill energy. Like if my mom or dad was taking me, it wouldn't have been chill and I would have been angry. Right. Like I need them to chill. <laughs> Alive. Things do pass down even if you don't want them to. It's true, right? You're not going the right way. Oh, am I not? It says you should be going on Franklin. Finally zooming along Franklin, I feel a burst of confidence. American confidence. Unbridled by the nagging New Zealander inside me who's always telling me I'm a massive failure. Do you want to try practicing parking again? I got it. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Super confident. Are we going to get coffee? (laughs) Are you going to drive us to coffee? There's no time for coffee, Monica. Maybe that was our mistake last time, acting too casual about it all. The test is in 15 minutes. I put my foot on the gas, my pedal to the metal. And if you're on the highway, do you know you're supposed to be, like, if you're going 80 miles an hour, you're supposed to be eight cars with behind? Didn't know that. Okay. Well. Monica is full of advice. After last time, I'm not sure how much I should trust her. Would this be a 25 or a 35? It's weird, right? Yes. I think it's a 35, but honestly, I would just err. Err at 30. Again, I get a little nervous that I'm saying things that are just rules of the road, but not rules Rules of the the law. (laughs) While Monica's been swapping keys with the neighbors, getting up to who knows what kind of lewd behavior, I recounted the stresses of my evening. I went to go to bed at about 11 o'clock, and then I started thinking about do I know all the things I need to know? Do I know the speed limits? So then I didn't. And so I got up and checked, what is it in a residential zone? What is it on a freeway? So I learned those things. And then a friend texted me and said, do you know that you have to know how to manually sign which way you're going if your indicators stop working? Had no idea. Wow. So I found out those hand signals, so I've got those now. And then I just started worrying, like I thought, God, what happened last time? And I thought it was a disaster, wasn't it? And I thought, is Monica, has she got this down? You know, because we talked briefly yesterday. I thought, did she check the Prius last night, you know, before the day? Or she leave it to the first thing just before she goes to pick me up? And I thought, no, she wouldn't do that. She would have checked yesterday. I did this morning when I couldn't find the key. I thought, I've turned into my brother. This is how my brother used to get ready for school and stuff. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, just check the night before to make sure you have your stuff. I don't understand. And it's me now. (sighs) Yeah, it's genetics. We're all a little bit in the family, all a bit related. As we ramble on, a pedestrian appears. A great opportunity to test the brakes. Good brakes, aren't they? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) They wake you up. I realise we're still quite far away from the DMV. I've taken some wrong turns, but thankfully it's allowed me to get used to this new car. Double checking, I have registration, expires 2023. That's right. Insurance, Mercedes, not Prius. Okay, we've fixed all our wrongs. The test is in 10 minutes. What could go wrong? All right, to Hollywood. To Hollywood. (laughs) Do you know how to get there? Um, no. Do you like how I'm drawing this out like a sort of a Marvel series of films? (laughs) I 
That's exactly what I was thinking. Marvel. <laughs> it's really set, a lot of setup. This oh. is part two, and we're back to set up again. I feel so stressed. <laughs> yeah, you were looking out. stressed. It's a thing when you your audio is taken from like an active situation and then edited together. Yeah, and you're making you're, you're editing me it. into a monster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. First of all, you've totally lied. I didn't <laughs> Okay. I want you to clear anything up. Okay. You did give me dates. I said, how about this day? Mm. Then later I said, oh shit, mm. I might be out of town. Had but maybe I on. could come back or something. Mm. And then you said, well I could always change it. And I said, okay, mm. wait to change it, but maybe I might need you to. But then I didn't. It wasn't an issue. You didn't have to change it. Yeah, I was being a bit dramatic there. Yeah, dramatic yeah, effect. A little bit dramatic. Yeah. And well, this is all part of your narrative to make me seem high maintenance, which now is a thing. <laughs> I mean, what surprised me when I listened back, which I hadn't heard at the time, was how you were treating me like a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> and just you're like, good boy, good boy, like, good job. Down, down. Like, it was really incredible. I love that. And then, yeah, but as expected, when I'm suddenly driving in this car I'd never driven, you were just a bit more on edge, which is natural. Maybe your love language is not words of affirmation. <laughs> Maybe that's not how you hear love, uh, because that's what I was trying to do for you. Uh, look, and I appreciate And again, you were the only one that would take me out for my tests. So I'm really, I'm really grateful. I'm <laughs> and really, eventually, I'm nervous. We got back into it. Okay. We're not allowed to record inside the DMV. And so you can't hear the bit where a DMV staff member requested Monica's registration and Monica pulled out the wrong one. My thought process when she said to me, this registration has expired, was fuck this, I'm getting someone else to do this with me next time. I understand. I understand. I understand that. But I take it all back now because it's all under control. I mean, what's upsetting is I pulled the wrong card, the wrong registration. I have the right registration, but I, I just grabbed. Just for fun? Like, I got so nervous. Both of us are feeling extra nervous because of last time. I think that's why. Like, we're primed. So when she said, do you have the thing? I didn't even think like, oh, yeah, I probably have it actually where it's supposed to be. You went direct to panic stations. Look, I don't quite understand what happened, but the problem's now sorted. And we're back sitting in the car, ready to pull into the test line. My armpits and forehead are a bit sweaty. Now, I noticed something that you did with the one that you disposed of, is that you just <laughs> flung it in the back seat. You didn't put you it in the that? bin or anything. You didn't throw it away per se you just put it in your backseat area and that's why your car i think is always just full of shit i put it in this part though so it's a trash area because it has personal information on it so i want to dispose of it properly i don't want to just throw it in the general oh, okay. garbage that's something you, you should know the about america people huh? will steal your identity identity theft my god another flightless bird episode coming up what is your anxiety level right now? You said you're sweating a little bit. I had sweaty armpits that I clocked before, which is a true sign that I'm stressed out. And I get clammy hands. I've got clammy hands still, and I've got less sweaty armpits. So I'm about a 7 out of 10 with okay. anxiety. My mouth's gone a bit dry. Oh, I should have provided water. <laughs> I had to give a speech at school once when I was 14. And my mouth was so dry, all you could hear at the mic was like... <laughs> <laughs> Why does your mouth go dry when you're scared? 
What good survival instinct is that? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe your body is just trying to retain water. Millions of years ago, my mouth would have been dry because I was in a cave, hiding from the sun or a saber-toothed tiger. Now it's dry because I'm waiting for my second attempt at the DMV. Now, I've been accused of not interviewing enough experts for this show. So to silence the critics, I've gone straight to the top, getting Steve Gordon on the line. Steve is the director of the State of California Department of Motor Vehicles. He's the big cheese, the top dog. He was brought in four years ago by the governor of LA, Gavin Newsom, to sort out a DMV plagued by issues, issues like six-hour wait times. Who would you say is the Department of Motor Vehicles that's doing it the best in America? Do you have a call on that? Can you make it? (laughs) You know, I don't know if I have a good bird's eye view into every state and every jurisdiction, but I like to think we're in the top quartile, if, if we're not in the top of the top. But, you know, I've got some really great peers. They really understand the statutory framework. Each state is very different about what they do and what they don't do. In California, I have driver's licensing and vehicle registration. Some of my peers have just the drivers, some of them have just the vehicles. But I like to think from talking with my peers, we're in that top 10%, if not even higher than that. He would say that. But you know what? I trust him. Since becoming boss, he's put a lot of the annoying standing in line stuff at the DMV online. And wait times have plummeted. We took that from 28 minutes to a little under 10 minutes. And we're able to actually take that out into the field. And essentially almost triple productivity by going from 28 to 10 minutes for real ID transactions. And all of a sudden, the lines for those transactions went down dramatically. And now it runs routinely about eight minutes for a transaction, sometimes even hitting seven minutes. Although, I mean, look, when all said and done, if I look at all the things I've done at the DMV services, it's very rare that I need to go into the office. As I mentioned before, you know, this little baby. You can't see this, but he's just pulled a phone out. That's everything. So I can renew my registration. <laughs> I could buy a car, I could transfer a title, I could do it all on a mobile device, and even on our IVR, if you want to call us and go through those same steps. So there's really no reason to visit the office. But of course, for some things, you have to visit the office. Like me right now, panicking about whether I get a kind or a mean DMV examiner. I was having debates with my friend about whether the person taking you out for your license really wants you to get it, is on your side, or if there's this, this battle where they're really putting you through the ringer and don't want you to get that license and pay again and come back. Yeah, I don't think there's any merit to, and this is a revenue ploy. Let's see how many people we can fail so they'll have to pay again. First, taking your test again, you don't have to pay again. So it'd be silly for us to raise our expenses when keeping our revenue flat. No one in their right mind would do that. And I think people fairly want the driver and the test, they want the person to come prepared. I remember there was, listen to your podcast, and you know the horn wasn't working on the car. And it's funny, I went to our manual and said, you know, so... What do we say about that? It's like, make sure your horn works, right? You know? <laughs> that was on us, definitely. Yeah, but that was great. I'm glad you watched the car because it does talk about having visibility through the windows. But I don't think that our license registration examiners are trying to get people to fail. I think they're trying to make sure that people follow the rules. They turn left, they turn right, they back up. They do the things they're supposed to do and they do them safely and consistently with safe driving. Steve tells me that close to three quarters of Los Angeles drivers pass their driving test. Would I make it three quarters and one? Time to find out. Good luck, Cinny. Thank you. The examiner has booted Monica out of her own car. I hand her my microphone as she departs. I feel naked without it. Like me, the instructor is confused by Monica's fancy car seats, so I help them fiddle with the buttons to get comfortable. 
And then I'm off, listening like a hawk to what I'm told to do, gently pulling out of the parking lot. I signal that I'm turning right, check both ways. It's all clear. And off I go. Monica waits. Okay, so that was really bad because he kind of almost hit a pedestrian and the guy saw. She's not talking about me. At least I don't think she is. It's funny listening back to her alone in the car park with a mic, commenting on the action she sees in front of her at the DMV parking lot. I'm scared. The guy seems mean. Fingers crossed for Cinny. Oh, God. <laughs> the, car just, the car just made a bad sound. I'm walking away. I cannot watch this. Now serving F-0-4-1 at window number 10. I've been waiting a while, and I have not seen David come out. Meanwhile, I'm out doing my test. I'm told to turn left. I'm told to turn right up ahead. Change lanes. The examiner commands me like her pet poodle, and I play along. I notice she's making a lot of notes on her pad. The whole time I'm expecting to be directed off these residential streets and onto the freeway. But after endless turns and lane changes, there is no freeway or parallel parking in this test. And we're back to the DMV. It's over. I think I see the car pulling in. Oh my God. The tester's getting out of the car. I see her. Oh my God, this is so nerve-wracking. She's standing at his window. They are talking for a long time, which makes me pretty nervous. He's still in the car. Oh my God, she's doing weird gesturing. Although she's nodding a lot, that seems good. It's hard to be a mom. Eventually, the examiner allows me to leave the car and I walk over to Monica, who looks incredibly worried. What happened? What's your take? What do you believe happened? Um, Tell me about your experience while you were waiting for me. Okay, I was really nervous at first because it took you a while to even come out. And so I, I got anxious about that. And then I was a little worried because of that you almost hit that pedestrian. Oh, so she was talking about me earlier. I didn't even see a pedestrian. Oops. But then I saw you pull out. I was like, okay, this is great. Things are yeah. going great. Mm. And then I was like, it's kind of long, but I don't know how long it's supposed to be. What happened? So I'll say that um, I passed. (gasps) Yay! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think my instructor was a good one. She was kind. She was a primary school teacher. But then the pandemic happened and she had to shift into taking people like me out to get their driving test. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. But I do want to say that you can get a maximum of 15 things wrong, and I got 14 things wrong. <laughs> it's you a pass. passed! And I'm really so good. proud of you. That was very it's scary. It's taken me over a year to do this. I put it off so many times. We had that huge failure last time, and I have you to thank for that because you've been here every step of the way through the failures and the passes. I can't believe it. She was talking to you for so long. I'm so happy. Yay! It's another month until my license arrives. When it does, I tear the letter from the DMV open and proudly hold up my brand new license. Staring back at me is the most truly deranged photo they took at the DMV. 
I'm ruddy-faced, my face looks wonky, and my hair is poking out all over the place. I look almost exactly like Charles Manson. I'm so shocked by what I see, I get DMV boss Steve Gordon back on the line. Is there any effort in your vision for the future of the DMV to improve the cameras or have sort of ring lights available and get people looking a bit more glam? Or is the licensed photo eternally, in whatever country you're from, just going to be this sort of reoccurring nightmare that we all live with? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say infos. Surprisingly, my last driver's license photo turned out great. Oh, lucky for you. You have a nice face. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I know this is an issue with some folks. We would love to at some point. We're not there today. But with a U.S. passport, for example, you can take your own photo and you could submit your photos. So we're constantly trying to figure out, can we use a similar approach? But we're still a long way from that. But I like my photo. I'm sorry yours didn't turn out well. What he's telling me, I think, is that it's more my face's fault than the DMV's cameras. And fair enough, my face is definitely partially to blame. There was another strange thing I noticed on my license, something that would never happen back in New Zealand. Something I found fascinating about the California license, it lists my weight and my height on there, which is something that we don't have in New Zealand. I was curious about the reason for that. You know, every jurisdiction is different. I mean, there are requirements for us to be able to identify somebody, but I think those requirements are fairly broad. So it's a great question. In essence, you know, the height and weight, along with your photo, your hair color, your eye color, those are all just factors that try to identify you. But I'm sure that the law was somewhat non-specific. So people said, about height and weight and how they do it in New Zealand. I can't speak to, and you probably know, it's probably different across the U.S. It varies quite a bit. Licensing is a state thing. It's very local. Final question. Did you pass your driving test the first time you took it? That was a long time ago, and I passed both the written and the driving test, yes, on the first time on the day that I turned 16. Congrats. Straight out the door, straight into that car. The true American. Very American experience, yes. I thank Steve, and I let him go. I have to say, apart from my own incompetence, my experience at the American DMV was a good one. The nightmare six-hour wait times of yore were long gone. And as I glanced at my license, I realize it won't be long before I'm back there again. My shiny new license expires in exactly one year. In a rare case of government departments talking to each other, the DMV must have been talking to immigration, because my driver's license expires exactly the same time that my visa runs out. America, it's a country that's always playing hard to get. There's some stability here, but it has a time limit. But I'm determined, America, you're not going to get rid of me that easily. One year back again. Do you want to come back for my, I don't know what I have to do, probably just sign a bit of paper or something. Or maybe it's out on the road again, part three. Yeah, we're going to do it. Let's prolong the series. Oh, that was a ride. It was a ride. You know, I want to confess something to you. (laughs) Please. (laughs) When we got back in the car after the kind of registration Mm. almost issue that wasn't an issue. No, that was okay. And you said, as you kept in this doc, I thought, fuck this. I'm bringing somebody yeah, else. Yeah, fuck Monica. Yeah. I'm done. Done with this shit. I, that oh. was upsetting. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Monica, I, yeah. I know why mm. that was your thought process. Mm. I understand it mm. intellectually mm. that this woman 
is incompetent and this is the second time she's let me down. Mm. But it did hurt my feelings. Oh no, that, it's so funny you say it and I, I, I'm sorry because I don't want to hurt your feelings and you're not I know incompetent. You I know you don't. In a future episode I'm working on at the moment, I revisit Rosabelle, who I crack the egg on her head. <laughs> And I try and get some closure on that for her and for me. Oh, I can't and wait. And it, it also created more of a issue in her life than I knew. And what I've learned from what you've just said just now, and, and Roosevelt, sometimes your um, reactions and words have consequences. <laughs> I'm just revisiting a lot of the things I've said to people wow. and thinking, what impact did that have on them at the time? I want to let you off the hook a little. You weren't, it wasn't mean, mm. but... It elicited something in you. It did. Mm. I think I, it made me feel I could just easily be discarded. Oh, no, Monica, you could never eat. I'd never discard you. <laughs> well, except never. next time you will, you'll bring somebody else. But you know what? Together, I've been putting this off for years now, and I yeah. finally have. I'll pass <gasps> it over to you. I have my Californian it. driver's license. You check out that handsome mug. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And look at that. And okay. I've got it for a whole year. And I used it at a bar. <laughs> you did? The other night. You had to get in. I'm going to bars now. What bar? <laughs> oh, no. 40-year-old on the town. This is your Watch demise. Out. With your new wallet and condoms. My new wallet. I'm leasing a car here now, which is another thing. You don't really lease in New Zealand, but I didn't want to buy. And you can sort of pay monthly and you can have a car. And I'm loving being able to drive around California that's really good. What are you looking at there? Um, I think it's cool. <laughs> is this your signature? Yeah. Is this where, is this our signature down here? It should Have be. A look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's raised. Embossed. Oh, that's, and that's cool. cool. Oh, that yeah. is cool. It's also my real ID now, which America is obviously rolling out. So yes. I can use this. To, you'll need it to get on planes and stuff to fly around. So I've got my real ID now. Yes, I have a real so ID I'll be in as the well. Air. Yeah, yours says limited term on it. Limited term. Yeah, so, but it, it was, when I saw that actually, it was a reminder that as home as I feel here sometimes, America is really hard to like keep a grip on it. Because I got a three year visa with you guys so I could work with you. Mm -hmm. Once that runs out, I've got to apply again to immigration, resubmit paperwork, yeah. and it's up to them ultimately. And also in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm very aware that I don't want to be caught up in any crime or anything. Not that I'm going to be doing crime, but I'm always aware I can't be caught doing anything else. I don't know, like and walking down the street with a, a glass of wine or something and oh, some cops open like, container. open container. Like that, where in New Zealand, I might be like, ah, oh, it's fine. Wow. Here I'm like, if I get anything like that, that all affects whether I get this again. Yeah. Which is crazy that's... when you like ship back to New Zealand. So then why are you going to all these bars and acting reckless? I'm just going crazy. <laughs> just like, so this ID, having an ID. Oh my God. I'm like McLovin. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out there buying booze for my friends. Um, Have you gone on any leisurely drives? I've been to Joshua Tree. I drove out there. That was fun. I've been to the Rose Bowl, the pool. I'm swimming at the pool. I love swimming. Oh, great. So things in my life that I've just been putting off, like going on a trip or swimming. I'm doing all these things now. Wow. I'm out and about. I'm living my life. Oh, my God. Did it's you drive here today? I drove here today. <gasps> this is the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get a code off Rob to get in and everything. Because usually I sort of just, I'm wandering around the streets. Oh, you're not allowed streets. to park here. Oh, <laughs> No, no, I'm parked up the street. Oh, yeah, I'm parked up the street. Imagine day one, Dex tows me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gone. Wait a minute. What mm. color is your car? What kind of car? It's white. 
It's a white car, and I'm really excited. And you don't about want it. to tell us what kind for I'm some reason. You. I'm going to give him a mystery. It's an Audi. It's I an Audi. Keep it a mystery. It is. It's a white Audi. Dang. I love it so much. Dang, nice. That's why I just want to say it though. Because it's fancy. Yeah, now I love sound it so like much. a snob. <laughs> I pay my monthly fee, and I get a little car to drive in, and I'm really excited. I'm really glad you did that because you didn't put any of this in, but you showed me a car you wanted to get. Oh, yeah. The P- or yeah, the, the element. The boxy one? Yes, yeah, it's I a was box. very into the Honda Element for a while. Once you see a Honda Element, you won't unsee them. Well, that's Bader Meinhof Frequency Illusion. They, uh, oh, <laughs> I've never heard that before, but that's amazing. Yeah. Once you hear a thing, it's everywhere. Yeah. And if you type into YouTube Honda Element ads, they're all targeted at horny bros they're just dudes piling into a car and be like bro let's go see this band oh wow apparently it was also marketed very heavily to drummers because they could like fit all their kit oh. in this car and the, the most amazing thing about it is that you can open it up and just uh, you can hose it out down inside it's all plastic it's plastic like the inside is all plastic like the boot so you can oh. just get your hose in there and like clean out god knows what the mess is in there oh my but yeah the honda element i kind of fell in love with it but i ended up going with um, a little Audi and I just love it so much. Oh, I can't wait. I want to see it. Take you for a little drive. And, you know, I know I got 14 out of 15 (laughs) things wrong. I like live life on the edge. Do you want to tell us what you got wrong? A lot of it was to do with Monica's car. Um, (laughs) That's what immediately he said. Well, it was all because of your car. It was too long. So I didn't sense how long it was. So often I'd, I'd roll to a stop at a stop sign. The front of the car was so long, it would protrude too far into that's, the road. That's so it was not, clearly the car's that's fault. That's not the car. Thank you, Rob. That's absurd. Um, and there were a few <laughs> moments where I, when I was turning, I would cut over the middle line, which is a common problem that drivers have, where like you, you drive too tightly, and so you sort of cut across the other side of the road. I'm basically just wildly going out of my lane. None of that has to do with my car. Yeah, none of that. That was a me problem. (laughs) That was a me problem. But, you know, your car got me there. Yeah, and you you did say that the woman who was administering the test was really nice. And she she was was laughing a lot. She was laughing a lot. Yeah, she was like laughing along with some of my driving. She was comfortable. She might have been marking it as incorrect, but she wasn't stressed out with my driving. She was like comfy. But I am going to frame the original, um, <gasps> the original one here, which says two words scrawled on it. It's dated nine oh nine twenty two. Expired tags or not working. <laughs> and I'm going to frame it because it's a real American memory, and I have it you to is. thank for that. Oh, you know? thank you. Life's journey is full of ups and downs, isn't it? And it that is. creates our story. And the downs, Monica. Yeah, the downs is when you, you wanted to abandon me. Well, it was, but, you know, and, memories. And you know, we got there, and we, we fucking, much like a Marvel film, we triumphed. I am proud of you. I'm not going to do the thing where you're a baby, because I, I hear now you don't like that. You don't like words of affirmation. <laughs> but you did a great job. You were resilient. You did almost hit a pedestrian. That is real. That alarmed me. As it should. Probably allowing the instructor too. And you know why? And this really will get people in trouble. This is what happened. We were pulling up to the point Mm. where you're supposed to get checked. Mm. And one person on the right was telling you to move up. And you were just looking at her. And someone was crossing. 
Yeah. And you weren't paying attention because you were just so focused on what the she lady was, like, was telling you. Yeah, because I was like, she's the instructor. I need to listen to this woman. Yes. And but, I just f- didn't look my surroundings at all. Yeah. And then a pedestrian crossed and another instructor was with them and screamed, you didn't see that? He got angry and I did not like that situation. Yeah, yeah, that was shitty. I mean, I should have been looking everywhere, but I kind of felt like she set me up. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because I was really fixated. I want to be in the right place. And like, you're telling me where to go. Now, do you think you are, you do a good job of taking responsibility for stuff you do <sighs> wrong or a bad job? But it can go either way. Okay. It depends a lot on the situation, <laughs> sure, I think. Sometimes sure. I can take responsibility. Sometimes I desperately don't want responsibility and I'll just put blame on anyone around me. Okay, that's honest. And I like doing that with your horn. Yes. Because yes. that's sort of like a funny thing. Well, that know? is my fault. Ultimately, I did get it fixed. Oh, congrats. Well, How I much got was it, it to fixed get it fixed for you before we did this oh, right. test, even though we couldn't even take it. Now, right now. And now it's still dead. How's your. <laughs> I think maybe just scrap it. No, I can't. It means too much. Keep it in a little cube. <laughs> How's your boot doing? Is there any more ordered? I know Rob's witnessed your boot when we had our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Uh, still a real mess in there? I've cleaned it since Thanksgiving. However, like I said, I put a bunch of shit in there mm. for your test. I don't think I've looked at it since then. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. my guess is it's not. Maybe doing have, a, great. have a little look in there. Okay. And just maybe say, look, it's your car, your choice. <laughs> no, I know. My you body, know? my choice. My hard body, my choice. <laughs> I would love to take you for a drive somewhere. Okay. Maybe Rob, we can pick up Rob. Oh, we're getting pizza on Friday. Why don't I pick you up? And take so, both of you to pizza. <gasps> Deal. Do we Listening want to my music though? Um, okay. My driving. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm confident. Okay. I'm Let's ready. Let's do it. If we don't make it, this will be a posthumous yeah. episode. And oh. that will be eerie. Oh, I can maybe put some like sad music in at the end. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this was super fun. You're definitely, I mean, there's no question that if you have an American driver's license, you're more American. I'm on the road. You're on, oh God, you're on the road. Hello, USA, USA. You know what? You are going to be so, because even the fact that you drove here today makes you Mm. so American. Because you used to walk everywhere, because I guess you kind of had to, but also it was part of your identity. (laughs) And now you so quickly have shed that identity. You're just driving around in your hot rod. I am. I'm driving around in my hot rod. I will still walk (laughs) because I love walking, but you're right. The second you have a car, those little tasks, suddenly you're driving. Yep. America. America, 100%. Thanks for helping me, Monica. You're welcome. I appreciate you, and Thank I appreciate you. you helping me get my license. It's I feel a big... grateful to have been a part of it. I've got it for a whole year. <laughs>